0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in St. Luke, chapter 2, beginning at the 25th verse. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the comfort of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. In our coming King, Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed. I've been trying to get new tires on our family van. About three weeks ago, I I completed my research. I knew what brand of tire I wanted and what model of tire. So I called the tire store, and the guy said it would be up to five days, business days, for them to get in. And he promised that he would call me when they got in. So a week passed, and no call. So I was sick of waiting. I called the tire store and talked to a different salesman. He said he couldn't find any record of the order in the system. So he assured me that the tires would be ordered and that they would be there on Tuesday at the latest. And so I gave him a day's grace and I said, let's schedule the appointment for Wednesday. That's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So at the appointed time, I went. I went up to the salesman, told him what was happening. I paid for the four brand-new tires, went and sat down on my seat to wait for the work to be complete. About 15 minutes later, the salesman came back to me and said, we don't have those tires. We've got two, but not four. So I... He apologized, of course. I left the store disappointed because I'd been ready to check that task off the list. He assured me he would call me when they came in. So that's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. The Friday after Thanksgiving, I get an email that my order is in. So on Monday, I called the store again. And I asked the salesman, to go and physically check if the tires were there. I told him what happened on Wednesday, right? So he went away. I'm holding on the phone, just waiting. Comes back and says, yes, the tires are here. Great. When can you get me in? I could go in that afternoon. So Monday afternoon, I went down to the tire store again, went up to the salesman, got everything lined up, took my seat. Ten minutes later, the salesman came back and said, the guy on the phone looked at the wrong tires. You can imagine I left the store that day a little more frustrated and still waiting. Today, Friday, I'm still waiting. So, what Caused me to have frustration as I wait for these new tires. It was bad information, right? If I'd called the store and they said, "Tim, we can't get those tires for three weeks," I'd be okay. They're the tires I want. I'll just wait until you can get them. So bad information led to frustration and a waste of time. As we wait for Christ, we want to make sure that we've got good information. In our text, Simeon is used as an example for us of someone waiting for Christ. Not his second coming like we are, but the first coming. And he had good information. We're told that he was looking forward or waiting for the comfort of Israel. That he was a, a devout and righteous man. That the Holy Spirit was upon him. And the Spirit had revealed something to him incredible. That he would not die Until he'd seen in the flesh the comfort of Israel, the Lord's Christ. Because the Spirit was resting on Simeon, he had good information. And he could wait patiently for the Christ to be revealed, for him to see the Christ in the flesh. So we're waiting. We have information too. But I would suggest that even within the church at large, there's some confusing information out there about what we should expect. There are branches of Christianity that. Teach us that as we wait for Christ to come again, we won't have to worry about a thing. We call this the theology of glory. That you're never going to have financial problems. You're never going to have marriage problems. You're never going to have children that are disobedient. And yet, what do we see in our lives? We see something very different from that. If, if I'm set up with that expectation that I'm going to have an easy life as a Christian as I live waiting, boy, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be disappointed. Now, there are also other branches of Christianity that teach us about the moments, relatively speaking, before Jesus comes again that there'll be a seven-year great tribulation. Those branches of Christianity often teach that before that tribulation, all Christians will be taken out of this world, all true believers. Some teach that it'll be during the tribulation, some after it. So it's a little confusing. But if I'm a Christian waiting for Christ... And I'm expecting not to have to go through persecution. That I won't have to go through the great tribulation. Boy, that could set me up for disappointment too. And frustration. When I see the evil powers of darkness in the world around us attacking Christ and his church. What am I to think? Good information. Allows us to wait patiently just like Simeon did. We don't know when it was revealed to him that he would see the Lord's Christ. We don't know how long he lived with that information. But he did so as a devout and righteous man. We're told, if we were to keep reading, that the Spirit caused Simeon to go to the temple on the day that Jesus was there to be circumcised. And then he saw the Christ. Now that's an interesting thing. Led to the temple to see the Christ. The temple, in a way, was a visual interface between God and man. That was where most of the interaction of the Old Testament people happened between God and man. Where they offered sacrifices. Much of their worship was centered around that temple image and the activity that God had commanded to be performed there. The Spirit led Simeon to where God interacted with his people. To see the Christ. The temple's destroyed. The Old Testament sacrifices are no longer binding and in actuality cannot be carried out. Christ has come once already. What does that mean for us? Where is the Spirit leading us to interact with God and to behold the Christ? That's what we're doing today, right? We've been led by the Spirit to hear His Word so that we can see the comfort of Israel and the comfort of all people. The Lord's Christ. Every time you crack open the Bible, you're cracking open the Spirit's interface with you To show you your comfort, the forgiver of all your sins. When we ponder those Bible stories, especially the Gospels where we see Jesus acting as the Savior of the world, God wants us to be comforted. He wants us to know that our sins are forgiven. That Christ's atonement on the cross was full and complete. That not only your sins are forgiven. Not only the sins of all believers, but the sins of the whole world are forgiven in Christ. And he wants you to not just take that as head knowledge. But for that to be a consolation, a comfort to you. That's the good information that God chiefly wants you to know. That Jesus is your Savior. And that your sins are forgiven. So that as you wait, you know that God loves you. But here in our churches, we also have another sacrament. Which very visually is an interface with God. Jesus promises that in bread and wine, he comes to us to eat and to drink. Talk about interacting with God. Where you receive God on your tongue so that he forgives all of your sins. So you can wait just like Simeon. With the Spirit resting on you, being led by the Spirit. He may not give you that great information. You're not going to die. You're going to see the Christ. But he has told you, you will see him. You will see him face to face. If not here on earth, hereafter in eternity. May God continue to pour out his spirit on you and keep you in this great comforting faith until his promises to you all come true. To God be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to be your Christ, our Savior from sin. Thank you for also revealing that one day he will return to this earth. Thank you also for sending the Spirit upon us through word and sacrament that we may be ready for that day. As we wait, protect us from all the lies of Satan, which would distract us from what is really meaningful and also possibly rob us of our faith. Keep us in your pure teaching that we would be strengthened in our faith and persevere through life's troubles until we finally see you face to face. We commend all things into your care and keeping. In Jesus' name. Amen.